everybody and welcome to the 18th episode of CG Cast. Today I have with me Roberto Ortiz. Hey guys. Hey Roberto, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, um, okay. my name is Roberto Ortiz. Uh, I'm from San Juan, Puerto Rico. and I am a freelance illustrator here in the Washington DC area and I work for the US government doing uh, computer systems work. And I've been working doing freelance graphics and things like that for almost 13 years and it's about, about the same time I actually been working for the government. Sounds cool. How did you get into CG? Jeez, I would blame a computer called the Commodore 64 for that. <laughs> and the Commodore Amiga and everything that came between that. I remember back in the 80s, which by the way it's dating me here by saying that, that I saw a couple of movies that basically blew my mind away. Um, of course, you know them, Tron, uh, Last Starfire, John Sherlock Holmes. And I was watching all those things, and I was thinking, man, I want to do that. And I started researching, and people back then were recommending uh, that if you wanted to do your own games and things like that, the computer you had to get was the Commodore 64, which I got. And I, I was hooked immediately. And back then, I was about 14, and I love the concept of, you know, coding for about four hours doing this humongous code and to get a sprite that was about eight pixels by eight pixels on the screen. And I actually was so damn proud that I actually got that sprite on screen after coding all those lines of code that I knew that basically I was hooked for life. Wow, you started off coding. Yes, I did. I, I still do. Actually, I had a bad experience with coding. I spent like a few hours coding this thing and then my mom did something to the computer when I was really little and I lost like four hours of work and after that I never coded again. She probably did your favor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, coding is one of those things that requires the patience of a monk. I mean, you really have to concentrate on doing all those humongous lines of code and hoping to God that something's going to come out now. And you have to understand that back then it's different to now that you have all these development environments that basically give you a lot of hand-holding. Back then, basically, it was like you were coding all this stuff, and if something went wrong, you had to have faith that you were going to find it in the next four hours what went wrong in order to get that pixel on the screen. Um, but having said that, uh, the irony was that I started doing programming, but on the other side, I had this love affair with art. I love painting. I love sketching. I come from a traditional arts back, and actually, the, uh, I now I watch all the sketchbooks that I have in front of me. I'm reminded of that. I went to a performing arts high school. That the only thing we did was like two hours every day, just art, and I fell in love with the concept. I love fine art. I love going to galleries, and it's weird because with CG, I get to complement those two areas of myself. Uh, the area that loves art and the area that loves the coding, you know, that obsessive-compulsive area that loves to basically go and code hundreds and lines of code just to see a pretty cube on screen. I kind of think. Wow, that sounds pretty yeah. cool. cool um, mixing the code and the art. Yeah, it is. Why don't you try to do like something experimental like uh, art with just code? They were showing, uh, they were showing that at my school. Uh, like some guys were trying to do art with code. Because I'm a firm believer also in the concept that 
in order for you to be able to break the rules of art and in order for you to be able to be an artist for real, you have to understand the basic concept of fundamentals. And the reason I don't consider myself an artist, which I'm not, is that I don't consider myself knowledgeable enough of the core fundamentals of art before I actually can do my own art. And one of the mistakes I see a lot, specifically with modern uh, so-called artists, is basically is that they don't feel this need to actually learn the core fundamentals of art. And I know I'm rambling here, but it's one of those things that actually uh, gets me. That I feel that in order for you to be able to be a programmer that can do art, you better have a very good grasp of what art entails and its history and the fundamentals. You cannot break the rules if you know what rules you're breaking. And I'm a firm believer in that, learning the core basics, learning to sketch, of learning anatomy, of learning perspective, of learning color theory, of learning, because there's hundreds of years of history behind this that you have to learn. And that's why if you check my forums and everything, one of the core things I push a lot is the concept of history not only on the art side, but also on the programming side and on the special effects side and all that. You have to have a certain knowledge of the history behind it in order for you to be able to go to the next step. That's, so, that's true because um, you're right. It's, it's important to learn the history and everything. I'm doing art school just for that right now. and I've learned a lot of things. We do a lot of history of art, Picasso, Braque, Van Gogh, uh, the blue writer from Kandinsky and all of that, and it's, it gives you a different perspective. You're so right. More people should do that. That's what they should. And basically, another brand I'm going to basically say is that part of this is basically that the concept of art education, at least here in the States, uh, was blown to smithereen back in the 70s, 60s, and 70s when they decided to implement more uh, modernist mentality in terms of how art was taught. Uh, specifically that they were telling people that everything that came before doesn't matter, just express yourself. And that's why you see so much mediocre art today, because a lot of these artists do not have any foundation, and it shouldn't be that way. You actually have, for example, you take a person like Pablo Picasso, yeah. and he broke all the rules of art at the, at the end, with given most movement and all that. But if you follow his career from beginning to end, you see that he had a solid grasp of every single movement, and he actually moved beyond it. He actually was an artist that was in evolution, and that's what I really admire about it. But um, getting back into CG, sorry, uh, one of the things I like about CG is that it gives an opportunity for an artist to use that knowledge that he or she is gaining to do other media, and that's what's so exciting about computer graphics, that um, if you know anatomy, you can implement it. If you know sculpting, there's a way to implement it. If you know sketching, there's a way to implement it, and fairly quickly. And the more of these fundamentals you have, the better you do, the more your images look different and original. For example, if you check the uh, Photoshop paintings that uh, Linda Berkowitz did, and I had see you talk, I mean, She's amazing, and she has a solid understanding on the concept of composition and anatomy, and you can see it. And so if you said a work for Stahlberg, I mean, he all his 3D models of the girls he makes. I mean, he has a solid understanding of anatomy, and you can see it on every one of his pieces. And that's something that gets me really excited, that 
when you're doing computer graphics, it's a lifelong learning process where you just learn more and you implement it and you see almost immediate results. Then you try something else, you learn something more, more results. You learn, for example, new, if you take a photography course, uh, and they teach you basically certain basic concepts of how to, uh, the rule of thirds and how to, to frame a shot and things like that. And you can try almost immediately on a CG scene that you're doing, you can see immediate results. And I find that extremely exciting and great. You know, I've never thought of it that way. Well, the photography, yes, but being able to implement every part of real art into the CGI, I mean, physical art into CG art. I never really thought about it. Agree. And part of the problem is basically is that people who know me basically will tell you that one of the things that drives me off the wall is people who say, I'm an artist. Behold me. Usually when I hear somebody like that, I'm like, you're an idiot. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I, when I see an artist, it's somebody who basically understands that art is something that should not be looked down upon. It's not something that you're entitled to. It's not something that it's high in a mountain and after you have slayed the gods, you get to it. It's not that. It's kind of like a process where a person evolves and learns and shows more and gets to try something different and get better every day. It's There's some people who are like Mozart, who are gifted, but most artists basically have to learn the process to be able to improve. And part of the problem, and I do go back to modernism, which is my favorite enemy, is that mentality that only a few selected can do art, which is for me pure and absolute nonsense. I believe that people can learn to do art because human beings have a need to be able to express themselves. And Art is just one of those, it's like language, it's just one of those ways that we have to be able to express ourselves to others. And what I find so exciting about CG Talk is that you see that no matter, you see people from all over the world, in Australia, Africa, Middle East, uh, Latin America, and they all have this need to be able to share their art and to improve and to go to the next step and to practice. and get better and that's basically something that gets me up every morning and I just want to go into the forum and to see what's happening now because it's kind of like almost like Christmas every morning to be able to see this and to uh, to see an idea that has been posted as a challenge or something like that and, and somebody does something absolutely wonderful and great. I'm sorry if I'm rambling a little bit too much as you said. Once you get me, just get a couple of beers into me, good God, I will never shut up. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. What that's exactly why the podcast was invented. No problem. Um, but did you yourself have any formal education? No, I don't. I actually have. I broke my parents' hearts by going into computer science. I have a bachelor's degree in computer science. Oh, but do you yeah. would you do you regret it, or would you rather have gone to an art school? Did you regret it? Or? I wish I did. I didn't. Mm. I think about that. Yes, I do regret. And. Um, but the thing is that, uh, yes and no, because back then when uh, art school would not have offered me what I actually need right now, actually one of the advantages of getting old is that you actually gain some perspective in terms of what you really want to do and what are the areas you actually want to improve as an artist. Because one thing I, I notice a lot is that 
a lot of people when they go into art school they suffer a lot from self-delusion I was one of those and I never understood back then when I, and I've been sketching all my life that I had so many areas that I needed to improve as an artist and it took some maturity in my part to be able to step back see my artwork in an objective fashion and say man I have to improve in X, Y, and Z and that's basically what I like about C Talk that it gives you the ability to be able to compare your work against other people who will you know hand you your ass <laughs> and say okay let me try to improve and let's try one more time yeah but CG talk is about is a bit scary for new for Why beginners be? for beginners no 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 it shouldn't be it's actually we're doing you a favor because the worst person you can have is somebody who tells you oh you're so freaking talented oh you're so great that's what I call the yes guy. That's the guy that if you have a company will drive the company under. <laughs> you need somebody who look you straight in the eye and say you suck, and this is what you need to do. Your anatomy sucks. Your perfection sucks. Try this. Practice again. Do it again. Why? Because that's the only way you improve. And that's what I like about CG Talk. That honestly, because how do I explain this? The reason I actually am so much in love with the community is that the mentality behind CG Talk is different from other online communities. We're not there for talented people like Stalberg, Naya, uh, Rebecca, to be telling other people, we're so great, you suck, look at us. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. The community is more of a place where you go, you practice, you show it. Okay, I'm not as good at it. Let me practice again and show it. Okay, I improve a little bit. Let me practice again and show it. And that seems to be the core mentality behind CG Talk in terms of you have professionals who basically go there to continue exploring and improving their skills because they have to and you have people who are starting out who are learning from the professionals and that's the best way to be able to compare your work in an honest environment where you compare your work against other people who are honestly better than you and you say to yourself let me improve let me honestly hear see what they're doing right and let me try to aim towards that that's what makes CG Talk different from other communities because it's specifically designed to be an environment where artists, no matter what program they use, no matter if they use, I don't know, Sculpt4D or uh, Amiga Paint or something like that, we don't care. We only care that you are showing art. We only care that you're doing animation. That's the core mentality of the program and that's why it's so successful. Because we're not there, the people, mods who run there, Lee, who is wonderful, Leonard, Mark, they're not there to make other people basically follow their lead. They're just sharing in a one-to-one -one basis with other people. And they'll be blunt and honest. And that's something that is rare, very rare. But a lot of times... Oh, <laughs> No, but a lot of times, like, the little guys, they don't get attention. It's only the, the people with, like, the most amazing pictures get their attentions on the forums. Like, the little guys, they just go down to the bottom of the list pretty fast. Well, they should join a challenge, try to win it. They should go to a daily sketch forum. They should ch try to join it. They should try to do often and try to win the sketch of the week. They should go to the anatomy review forum with Rebecca. And they should try to impress Rebecca, or she will give you input. And but it's a very Darwinian thing, I know. But it's good for you as an artist. And here's the wonderful thing about it. Even if you participate in one of those group activities, 
and you do an thesis, you're going to end up with a very sizable and decent portfolio, which is something a lot of people have told me that, that they like from the forum, that they actually have been able to build a very decent portfolio and actually going a lot of clients based on the work they have been posting. I mean, I know I sound harsh, but it's for the better of the artists, that basically they have to compete and do better. Because the real world, in terms of the art community, I mean, if you're going to submit a piece of to Time Magazine, there's a pretty decent chance that if you're going to have to compete against all the professionals, and if they don't like it, they will not tell you why they didn't like it. At least with us, you get a chance to hear why something didn't make the call or why they didn't like it. No, that's great. You know, one of those things that I liked was a two-minute film club. Are you still going to do that, or? Thank you. Yeah, because I participated. I would like to. It's just that, <laughs> just that the last one sucked so badly. I actually posted the one for the city, and it, it broke my heart because I um, I posted it, and I only had like two participants. Um, I entered three of them. Yeah. I have actually a couple of ideas in mind. I want to bring more storytelling to see talk in terms of uh, other media. As you know, I already started basically a section on the news section for uh, comic books, mm -hmm. uh, sequential art, as the highbrow people like to call it. Because I believe strongly that um, people need to develop storytelling skills before, before they can actually do another media, and the best medium for that happens to be, believe it or not, sequential art. In the two-minute film club, I was planning to bring it back, but I'll need the input from the people who participated because I want to make it so more people will participate. Because I, that's what broke my heart. If only two people. The thing, the, the thing about the two-minute film club, it wasn't very fair for people who were doing animation and people who were doing live action. That's a good point, and that's what I need from anybody who's listening to this place. Is there input? Uh, I am very open to criticism and input. I'll ban you, but I'll take the input. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> I hope so. But yeah, just <laughs> but send input basically, and if you guys want something back, I'll bring it back. Um, but we're gonna have actually a couple of very exciting things coming uh, on the FX War section, where one area that I want to do is basically have kind of like a a collaborative challenge where people are going to be working together on one single sequence and I have a, uh, in other words it would be kind of like different people from different parts of the planet working on one single sequence special effects sequence and people get to vote on the different parts of which part of the sequence they like the best. It's still at early stages but it's an idea that basically I've been trying to get together for a while so wish me luck there. Well, it sounds fun, but I've never entered the effects wars because it wasn't really my style. But I, I really you like should. it. It's fun. But really, it's very I really exciting. Actually, I really hope you start the two, film, two minute film club again because now I'm in cinema school. The reason I stopped is because I was starting school, and now I have all this free time to film. So it'd be really fun to. I could try and get my friends at my school to participate in it too. Please tell them to. Um, one of the most surprising things I notice with people who are in film is that there seems to be this huge gap between the people who are into filmmaking, film school, and filmmakers, and people who do CG. And I actually was talking to a filmmaker today, and she's an independent filmmaker. She uh, has worked on a couple of film festivals and blah, blah, blah. And we were talking that she needed some special effects sequences for one of her films. And I was surprised talking to her that 
there seems to be kind of like this belief among filmmakers that what we do is something so on a black box that they cannot even go into it and understand it. And one other thing I noticed is basically on the other side of the coin that there's a lot of city people who completely dismiss all the knowledge and expertise that filmmakers can bring, specifically on how to do sequences, how to set up the camera, the one rule, how to light the scene. And I've been basically I have some friends who basically do filmmaking in the Washington DC area and they have been buying me sets and things like that. And I as a CG guy I'm being blown away in terms of how many gaps in my knowledge and how much I learned just by doing some filmmaking stuff with them. And actually they were blown away on the other hand where I actually was telling them that some things that they thought that were really black hat, uh, set extensions, uh, adding uh, virtual models to scene and things like that were not that hard or difficult to do. And when I would up my laptop and show them, see I can do this now if you can the video, they were blown away. And one thing I was trying to do with the Two Minute Film Club is basically kind of like gap that area between one area and the other where filmmakers feel that they have one area where they can come into C Talk and they can, you know, do little films and show it to the community. Because that's basically the direction anyway that the whole industry seems to be headed of uh, individual films from individual people. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a bit hard to mix 3D and, and live action video because you you need a camera tracker, and we're stuck with. Oh yeah, but the technology is getting cheaper every day. I'll give you an example. Yeah, but also like we stuck with, we're stuck with mini DV cameras and blue screen technology won't work too well with the mini DVs. Yes, you're absolutely right, but it's it's getting cheaper to be able to do that. Um. Give you an example. Right now, we have a challenge on the FX4 called the Ocean, and in that challenge, basically, people are supposed to um, generate an ocean, right? Yeah. A few years ago, actually, back in '97, if you wanted to do an, an ocean, you actually had to pay about two hundred thousand dollars for the real um, for the ocean simulation software, right? Yeah. Now, ten years later. Uh, if you download Blender, you can actually do more or less similar simulations as back then for free. And I see more and more and more that the software that allows camera tracking and things like that is also getting cheaper every day. And even that, I mean, I'm not talking about if you're working with an independent filmmaker, you don't have to do anything that complicated. I mean, they can do lock shots where the background is in blue screen and they can actually add the blue screen or they can do work using After Effects where they can actually do certain tweaks into the sequence and uh, that's things that are basically common knowledge for most CG guys that yeah you can do this in After Effects blah 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 but filmmakers a lot of them they're like completely blown away of the power that they have in programs like After Effects uh, or Maya or Livewave or whatever. Yeah, it's true. By the way, you never asked. Yes. Yeah, you got a point there, but still, there's one more factor. It's when you're doing with 3D, it's rendering to render all all of that stuff. Yes. There's two uh, issues. There's time and there's the hardware. Yes, but here's an other area that filmmakers can bring. If you see a show like The Sopranos, right? 
yeah. here in Samok drama here in the US. Um, when they do a set, for example, there's a nightclub that they show in that show. They only build those areas of the set that are going to be seen. And they specifically have some camera setups already done and lighting themselves specifically for that. Filmmakers know that you only build what you're going to be using. CD artists, being CD artists and being that most of us are in retentive, we go crazy and we overbuild. And we, as I was saying before, one of the things we can learn from filmmakers is basically how to be able to do more efficient work. How to specifically just model what we're going to be seeing on screen. How to detail only that's what's going to be close to camera. It's, uh, how to render in layers so when we take it into After Effects we can do a lot of cheats. So we don't have to waste hundreds of hours of rendering something that could have been done in 2D. And it's my belief and you have to remember I'm old school and uh, we're talking about somebody who used to code for hours used to do a silly sprite on screen that I believe that most people have enough desktop powers on their machines to be able to do some simple films I mean uh, recently on, on CD Talk there's a guy who posted from a, a reel from a French company I believe it's called Cube and it was a love song and what was amazing about that short was that it was done in line drawings, stick figures basically. <laughs> and it's one of the best shorts I saw last year. Really? Yes, it was. Look for it, just do a search cube short. Okay. And it was very emotional, very exciting, great music, and it was very simple. And it was because the filmmaker, the animator who did that, not only captured the emotion of the song that was sung in the background, he actually did some great filmmaking on that short. In terms of how he did the camera setups, how he set up the scenes. And I believe that we get so obsessed over small details that we miss the macro of what we're trying to do. I mean, again, that's why I actually tried to bring in the sequential part in the forum because we need to concentrate on the storytelling, not on the fact that the book that we're seeing on the environment has to have all the individual pages modeled and rendered, because nobody will care. That's a, um, good, that's a good idea for the comic. I wanted to make a comic, but I'm getting stuck in the details as you're saying that I'm, I'm taking it, making it too complicated, so it never starts. Then don't what. Well, I mean, there's um, there's a friend of mine, and actually I'm here on the forum right now, going to the news section, and his username is Bone Daddy, and he's actually doing a sequential art. And nice. the reason I actually I was able to justify him is that this guy actually is an industry professional, Jason Pora, and he actually has done major work on movies, Iron Flocks, whatever, and he has been working for a while in the industry. But he also has his need to be able to do storytelling, so he actually started doing this 2D sequential comic. And the art is, sorry Jason, if you're listening to this, don't kill me, it's very crude. But the story he's telling is very compelling. And people basically are subscribing to his thread, telling him how much they like the characters and story, because he got that when he's trying to tell us a story, a tale. And 
a lot of CE artists going back to the other areas they can learn, they, they miss that. It's like you are trying to be a storyteller. People will not care that you're the best mother in the world. They, they'll remember you if you can actually cause an emotion on them. And when I saw, for example, that 2D short that I was telling you about, the one with the stick figures, that, which was a story about two lovers who basically were very much in love with each other, but they kept fighting. I mean, I was really into it because the two characters were so alive. And we're talking here about freaking stick figures. <laughs> and the song was in freaking French. I don't know French. And it got to me. <laughs> I think I saw that short, but I'm going to check it out again. Yes. Look it up. It's there. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Any more questions? Um, no, but... Um, I love talking my head off. <laughs> oh, go ahead. In CG Talk, you're always posting these I'm interesting... Sorry? In CG Talk, you're always posting these interesting links. Yes. And you're kind of famous for that. And people want to Thank know, you. where do you get those links from? Where's your hidden stash of links? If I tell you, I'll have to kill you. <laughs> I have a couple of areas where uh, I get information from. What happened is that and this comes as no surprise to anybody, is that I have billions of interests of different areas that I find interesting, from science to math to physics, and filmmaking a lot. And I basically just keep abreast of all the different sites where I know happen to be the best ones on those specific areas, and then just check it. I mean, and um, I am hardcore geek, I enjoy these things to death, and I love to see people talking about them, for example, uh, and I really believe that a lot of stuff I post, even the off-topic stuff, can help people to basically expand their imagination. For example, um, recently they found water in one of the Saturn moons, uh, which is extremely off-topic, <laughs> but that's exciting. That's cool. There could be life out there somewhere else in the universe. It's like, it's mind-blowing. And if you're, exactly, and if you're an artist and you don't get excited over that, dude, you have to check your pulse. I mean, that's awesome. And that's the wonderful thing about this crazy thing that we call life, that there's a whole bunch of little things that out there that are really cool. And every time I post something, it's basically, I, I honestly, the test I have in my head is like, if this is something that is going to contribute to the community, and is it a topic? If, and that's actually the most relaxed rule. <laughs> and, and if it's not, I'll post. And if it's a topic, I'll post it. And I really like basically listening to the opinions that different people have on different topics. And I don't know, it's cool and exciting. Okay, so you have any more questions, ideas, suggestions? Thank you, we like to see you talk. Oh my god, you suck. What? Yes, please ask. Well, I don't think anybody hates CG Talk, but there's been a lot of flaming going around on CG Talk lately. I don't okay. Drop the line now. I'll put them in place. Uh, you were saying something about... Hello? Yeah, um, you were saying something about... Oh. About Lee or something. She's very, very popular. Yeah, she was. She's my boss. She, she gave me my job. Hi, Lee, you're listening to this. Thank you for hiring me. Oh, really? Did, yeah, she's... How did that happen? She, uh, it's because I actually was uh, I was fairly regular on the news section, and she was nice enough, and she had faith in me, and 
for that I'm eternally grateful. She only has been wonderful to me. And I think she's great, yeah. She's awesome. Yes, she is. Um, and actually, one of the things I've been very grateful is that when I met people in person from CE Talk, they all, um, you have to understand, I live in the U.S. We're talking here about Leo lives in, Cali in California and uh, and everybody else, I mean, Mark um, and everybody who lives either on Malaysia or, okay, every time I met them, for example, when I met Mark, uh, Mark Snowswell, basically, he's our big boss, uh, he was a really great guy. Uh, he came here to Washington, D.C., he brought his laptop. And he met Rebecca Kimmel, who basically is a normal writer here. And he was, he was a really great guy. And when I met Steven Stalbert a, a couple of years ago in San, San Diego, I remembered that in Sidra, that he was one of the most down-to-earth people I have met. And that's what I like about Sita, that the people who, honest, who are the professionals who come there are there to honestly share and talk to others and they don't need to be basically they're not there to ma try to make themselves so full superior to others that's not the intention and if there's other people with that mentality we try to put them in place and you have to understand that uh, we have thousands of users and we as moderators we have our work cut out to us and not only we have to come up with ideas to keep the circulation coming, we actually have to check the forms to make sure that everything is okay. That's the part of the most people don't talk about, but it's not that easy, is it either? Um, because it's kind of like easier for people to be, um, I don't know, to try to make the form into a Yahoo message board instead of trying to make it what it's supposed to, which is a community to share and to discuss ideas. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have to I hope that doesn't get me fired. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry? <laughs> yes, we... <laughs> Thanks. Okay, right, more questions, please. Um, what's the future for Roberto Ortiz? Um, believe it or not, uh, I'm trying to get into independent filmmaking. And that's something I... For some reason, it seems that God wants me to go follow that path and it's happening more and more. I can begin to see more and more opportunities for that. And it's exciting and wonderful. Um, I would love to get into producing, specifically I have in mind. Uh, I would like to get into the market for uh, shorts for uh, cell phones and things like that, because I think that's also an expanding area. Um, I also started recently uh, developing software development company with a couple of uh, developers I right know. I was making applications for small businesses. Um, I have in mind a couple of uh, projects I want to do that involve CG, but those I prefer to actually show something finished before I bow my head off and don't do it. Um, and that's basically my privacy. CG talk, what I want to do is basically I would like to keep the daily sketch form going like for people to listen to, to this to please come in we need more people um, I would like to bring back the two minute film club and I would like to basically start seeing more and more of 
people working on CG projects that are from different planets, different parts of the planet, and sharing to get a vision done. And that's something I'm trying hard to push, and I'm trying to do that with the Two Minute Film Club, which I'll bring back soon, and I'm trying to do that with the FX Force. So that's keeping me busy, and complain. That's a big concept. Well, you have to understand that, uh, yeah, you have to. It's a short life. You better basically do something with it. I mean, if you don't do it now, when? And even if you, <laughs> that's how I see it. I mean, um, it's better basically to shoot for the moon because even if you fall, I mean, you went a certain distance. And what's the wrong about shooting for the moon? I mean, as I tell people, I mean, there's enough people out there telling you that you cannot do something you need to help them by adding your voice to them you have to try that's the only thing that should keep you going of trying trying to be positive try to go forward try to basically um, do more because i mean what's the point of life if you don't try right exactly yes. so anything else um, basically, people come to the Daily Sketch Forum. They're very great. Um, I would like to thank my friends. I would like to thank uh, Dr. Mars Noswell, uh, Lee Van de Vril for being so cool. I would like to thank my friend Stan Starberg, uh, Linda Burswitz when she comes to the forum. Thank you to the Daily Sketch Forums. And I would like to thank uh, Rebecca Kimo for being a good friend. And I would like to thank Mom and Dad for this Academy Award. It was very well deserved. And I'll take it to the next step. And that part about the Oscar, I'll take it to seriously. <laughs> you have a website, a personal website. Uh, right now, I have uh, the CG portfolio a website. Uh, just go there. You can see my art. Don't be, don't be too harsh. Okay. And I'll soon have uh, a whatever will be up soon. So when does this go live? Uh, it should be by tomorrow. Wow. Okay, um, say bye bye to everybody. To all bye guys. Be gentle. <laughs>